This call is being recorded. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Morning, Susie. It's Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning, morning, Deborah Evans. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning, Victory family. This is Rochelle. Good morning. Good morning, Rochelle. Happy Thursday to you as well. Anyone else like to say good morning? Susie, did you get the prayer request I submitted on the app? Uh, let me see here. I think I did. For t- uh, this is Rochelle Duncan Tiller. Yes, ma'am. I've got it. <laughs> Thank you. You're so welcome. How's things going? So far, it's slow. It started last night, but you know, to God be the glory. We had already talked and you know, prepare yesterday because she had her appointment, but I'm excited. This of course you are. Of course you are. (laughs) Keep us updated, okay? Of course. Okay. Is anyone else? Good morning, Tara. Good morning, Tara. Good morning. Has anyone else joined the call would like to say good morning?
Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, it's Sister Tracy. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Does anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Declare Family. This is Gloria. Good morning, Gloria. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, it's Kathy. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning, this is Patsy. Good morning, Patsy. Good morning. Does anyone else like to say good morning? That is just join the call. Hey, good morning, Susie. It's Dee Dee. Blessings to everyone. Good morning, Dee Dee. Blessings to you as well. Good morning, family. This is Bubbly. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Bubbly. Happy Thursday to you, too. Thank you, sweetie. You're so welcome. Anyone else like to say good morning on this beautiful morning? Does anyone else join the call? Happy Thursday, family. It's Nourishing. Who is this again? Nourishing, Makisha. Oh, okay. Good morning. <laughs> that mm-hmm. sort of drew me off, Nikisha, for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Susie. Yeah. That's, that's okay. <laughs> well, at least I made you laugh. My mission is complete. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Okay. Have a great day. <laughs> you too. Anyone else like to say good morning? Does anyone else join the call who would like to say good morning? Well, before I get started, would anyone else like to say good morning? Okay, well, before we do move forward, we do ask that you mute your line so that we can proceed. And hello, my name is Susie, and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed, too. 
be sure to join us daily in April for the monthly theme is Expectation. You don't want to miss the messages, teachings, lessons, and heart shares that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declarers. You will definitely be blessed. There are two announcements today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Miss Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy Spiritually. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. By Peter Sazero. The call does take place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Time, right here by dialing the same number tonight. You will be blessed. Next, we encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving in an effort to share the gospel, both locally and abroad. We thank you in advance for your gift. Please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash declare victory or cash app dollar sign I declare victory and that's www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash declare victory or cash app dollar sign I declare victory We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in in Him. We do have a prayer request, one submitted by Shonda Hansen. This was in the the, uh, victory room. She's asking for prayer for her mom, Marilyn Todd, who has COVID-19. She also has heart disease, diabetes, diabetes and COPD and she is also asking that we share share the more prayers the better and also Rachel, Rachel Duncan Tillis is asking us to pray for her daughter Asha as she is in labor a hedge of protection peace smooth no illnesses uncomplicated delivery of a healthy baby the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be done but will be brought by Barbara. The declaration will be brought by Tanya. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer Tanya. Now repeat that. Prayer and corporate praise will be done by Barbara. The declaration will be done will be brought by Tanya. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer Tanya. The scripture for today is Psalms 62.5. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Barbara. God bless you. Most gracious Heavenly Father, I come this morning, Lord, lifting you up, Lord. Thanking you for allowing us to wake up and see another day, Father. 
Lord, I come asking, Father, that you created me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, O oh God, and take not your Holy Spirit from me, Lord. Lord, I just thank you. I just praise you. I just magnify your name, Lord. I just ask this morning, Father, that you hear our prayer. Father, I come asking that you would continue to lead us and guide us in the direction that you want us to go, Lord. I'm so thankful that you're in control of all things, no matter how it looks. We know that things happen for a reason, and you're definitely in control. I'm so thankful that you're in control of things, Lord. Lord, I thank you for our uh, health care workers, Lord. I thank you for our president, Lord. I ask that you would touch him with your mighty hand, Lord Jesus. I thank you for his cabinet and our congressmen and our mayors, Lord. I lift up our firemen and our... I lift up our teachers, Lord, that are working in a different capacity right now, Lord, because our children are not in school and they're having to do stuff over the computer, Lord. But thank you for having the computer to be able to do that, Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you for uh, Susie and Tanya that's going to bring the word to you this morning, Lord. I'm just thankful this morning, Lord. I'm so thankful that we have roof over our heads, Lord Jesus, and we have food to eat, Lord. It might not be what we want, but it's something to fill our stomachs, Lord Jesus. I lift up those that are outside and don't have any place to go, Lord. I ask that you uh, provide them shelter, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you for our city workers, Lord Jesus, those that are out still and about working, Lord Jesus. I ask that you cover each one of them, Lord Jesus. I ask that you go to our hospitals and Touch each person with your healing hand, Lord Jesus. Father, and I just thank you in advance because I know you're already working on things and doing things. We just don't know what it is. But you know, and we thank you for that, Lord. Lord, I lift up declared victory to you, Father, thanking you for this uh, outlet that we have of Christian fellowship, Lord Jesus. Father, I ask that you would continue to bless uh, Rachel's daughter, Lord, that is about to bring a life into this world, Lord Jesus. I just ask that you bring a healthy life in, Lord, and allow her to not have distress, Lord Jesus. I lift up Rachel to you, Lord, thanking you for her and asking you to give her the strength she needs to be there for her daughter, Lord Jesus. Father, I didn't hear all of the prayer requests, but I know you heard all of the prayer requests. And those that are not feeling well and that aren't healthy, Lord, I just ask you to touch each of them with your healing hand, Lord Jesus. Allow their family to know that they're going to be okay, Lord. And Father, I have finally learned that even if you take someone home, they're they're healed. Father, I just thank you this morning, Lord. I just ask as we all take our phones off of mute, 
and praise your name and lift you up and give you the glory that you deserve, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. We praise you. We honor you, Lord God. And we trust you this morning, Lord God. We thank you, 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 Lord God. Lord of I am that I am. Hallelujah. The first and the last. Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. For our strength, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you for blessing their families, God. Thank you, Lord God, for allowing our minds and our hearts to be able to court, Lord God, to lift up the merit, mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, that you've given us a mind and a heart to You've given us a mind and a heart to exalt you. You've given us a mind and a heart to give you worship and praise and thanksgiving. God, always bless your name today, Thank you, God. Everybody Hallelujah. 
look down at your phone if that was you that was just moving and please mute your line. Thank you so much. I'm also going to ask that throughout the call, if you just, especially if you move at all or accidentally touch your phone, just go ahead and take a look, um, take a look at it to make sure that your phone is muted. I felt a, I felt a story coming on me this morning, so we're gonna jump in, and um, uh, I'm a, I'm gonna take my time because uh, many of you are sheltered in place. Some of y'all are on your way to work, and or maybe you're there. Put your earbuds or your headsets on and. Let's go. Warreen and Loreen were PKs, that is, preacher's kids. Their, their parents were pastors of old Stony Brook Southern Baptist Church. Warreen was a classically trained pianist and self-taught guitarist. Loreen, affectionately called Riri, was an incredibly gifted vocalist and lyricist. However, her ear for sound was remarkable. When the two ministered together, it seemed as if their audience was transported to heaven itself for as long as they ministered. Even the most stoic person yielded to the warm feeling that seemed to move slowly over one's body or at times like a rush. For many, the warmth started with their ears, which seemed to stand at attention to listen with every ounce or inch of intent that it jumped, started their heart, leading to chills over one's body or every hair on their body standing at attention. When Vorine and Riri ministered, you could count on God taking a seat in the worship as his glory filled the room. Vince and Lester were PKs too. Their parents were very devout Pentecostals of the New Generation Church. Vincent was an amazing teacher. Romans 12, 7 says, if your, if your grace gift is, is serving, then thrive in serving others well. If you have the grace gift of teaching, then be actively teaching and training others. His gifting manifested as young as seven years old. He had an uncanny way of taking what an adult gave and translating it to, to so that his peers could understand it. No, 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 you don't get it. This little guy didn't have to be familiar with the topic to explain it. After hearing the instruction or directive, it was as if the Holy Spirit translated the message into kid-friendly language and then he would translate it to his peers. By the time he was 12, he was able to translate messages to adults. Please know that his gift was not confined to interpreting Bible stories or scriptures. His gift was his gift, regardless to whether it was secular or religious. I'm probably not doing this explanation, ex explanation justice, but please know it was really something magnificent to observe. Lester, uh, on the other hand, was completely different. His gift, his, he was gifted, but, but not like anyone his parents had ever seen. He was anointed to work behind the scenes. How can you say that, Tanya? Because people that have the gift of help are anointed to do so. 
And they're anointed, excuse me, uh, people with the gift of help are anointed to do just that, help without looking for recognition. 1 Corinthians 12, 28 says, in the church, God has put all in place. In the first place, apostles. In the second place, prophets. And in the third place, teachers. Then those who perform miracles, followed by those who are given the power to heal or to help others or to direct them or to speak in strange tongues. People with the gift of helps are not looking for their names to be called. To keep it absolutely 100, they don't like name calling at all. In fact, they will disappear. For the most part, all they need is your vision and for you to get out of their way so they can do their thing, which is to help. Les, as he preferred to be called, also had the gift of administration. Uh, if, if I had to decide between the two, I would say administration was his superior gifting. As a little bitty tot, he was bossy. <laughs> you, you, would have the, you, you would have thought he was the oldest and everything had to be neat and organized. He loved items with compartments. He kept his toys together and always knew where they were. As a teenager, the Holy Ghost used him to help his parents organize church affairs so often that he became their secret weapon. Very often, leaders and congregants thought the ideas came from his parents, but in fact, they came from the Holy Ghost through less. Again, 1 Corinthians 12, 28 in the, trans, uh, in the Passion Translation says, you are the body of the anointed one, and each of you is a unique and vital part of it. God has placed in the church the following, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then those with the gifts of miracles, gifts of divine healing, gifts of revelation knowledge, gifts of leadership, and gifts of different kinds of tongues. The English uh, Standard Version uses the term administration versus gift of leadership, but they are interchangeable in this case. Here's a Tanya, not Tanya nugget. One is not just gifted for a specific ministry or the church or the body of Christ. A person's gifting is a part of who they are in or out of the church setting. For example, I have the gift of teaching, but not just teaching the word of God. I can teach a variety of audiences and subjects, and I can use a variety of genres. I can hoop with the best of them. I can teach flat-footed with a lesson plan, or I can teach by way of a story. I literally feel the passion come up and out as I teach. I also have the gift of administration or leadership. However, I am not just an, I am not just organized or a leader at church. My purse is organized. My trunk is organized. My home is organized. And yes, when I go on vacation, I need to organize my space. You heard me? If you're a creative writer, artist, etc., it's not just for or at church that you should use that gift. That creative creativity is a part of your DNA. It is who you are. If you are anything like me, 
you have to try to turn that thing off so for some to get some re- relaxation, especially when you're on vacation. Let's fast forward. Let's get back to our story and fast forward 20 years. Warren and Vinny experienced some very unpleasant things in their churches independent of each other as young adults, which cut them to the core. They met in college during the process at an on-campus Bible class. The hurt scarred them so deeply that they chose to nurture it. It was their common experiences and the hurt that drew them together. God's perfect plan was for them to become kindred spirits, minister to each other, and use their experience to assist others with similar circumstances um, so, so that they could become living examples, also known as living epistles, of overcomers so God could be glorified God could be glorified. Second Corinthians three twenty three, the Passion Translation says, For your very lives are our letters of recommendation, permanently engraved on our hearts, recognized and read by everybody. As a result of our ministry, you are living letters written by Christ, not with ink but by but by but by the spirit of the living God, not carved into stone tablets, but on the tablets of tender hearts. Unfortunately, Vorin and Vinny missed the assignment because they were distracted by their bruised spirits, which they nurtured and entertained for too long. Rather than using the pain as a platform for praise, They opened the door to bitterness by complaining, condemning, charging, and cursing those who hurt them. They soon found legitimate excuses not to attend the student Bible class and fellowship with the other Jesus lovers from school. They also stopped spending intimate time with the Holy Spirit, which greatly grieved him. And do not make God's Holy Spirit sad, for the Spirit is God's mark of ownership on you, a guarantee that the day will come when God will set you free, Ephesians 4.30, the Good News Translation. You see, the offense had become an idol in their lives, fueled by pride. Rather than applying multiple doses of prayer, praise, and worship, they began spending more alone time with each other. It happened very innocently. As Boreen would talk about the incidents, or hers particularly, Benny would begin to weep uncontrollably. Not like a girl, but the tears just dripped his eyes. The tears were oddly cold, and they stung his face like little needle pricks, which got stuck and trapped in his beard. Ah. But they came in such a steady stream that they dripped through his beard and formed pools on whatever shirt he was wearing that day. 
Boreen didn't know what to do. So she grabbed the tissue and rubbed his back or his leg as, 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 as she offered words of comfort. But the day that Boreen cried, I mean, the ugly, snotty cry, like, why did you let this happen to me, God? I, I served you. I used my gift to be a blessing to the body of Christ. Why? Why would you allow people to pimp me in the church? They pimped my gift and they hurt me to the core. Why, God, would you allow them to hurt me the way that they did? How can you expect me to forgive them, God? How can you possibly expect me to forgive them? I can't. I can't let it go. Not knowing what to do. And he gently pulled her to himself. And he held her for what seemed like an eternity. It was a great release for Vereen, but it was the worst thing he could have done because at that point, they were so spiritually weak that they couldn't resist the lust that welled up in their spirits and settled between their thighs. They were so horny that it was like fire. And Jesus wept. The Holy Spirit was saddened. A God's love remained. Selah. The father was hurt. They chose lust over his love and abandoned the spiritual gifts he custom designed for them. But it didn't catch him by surprise. Vinny and Vorin conceived that day, but aborted, but aborted the pregnancy. And soon that became their form of birth control, with an exception of the time that they waited too late and gave birth to twins. Riri and Les met and married while seniors in college. They genuinely loved each other, but they, re they revered God and refused to cheat on him as their siblings did. Right after college, God blessed Les with a position as a corporate executive for a major social media company in Silicon Valley. Planning was second nature to him, which is what happened which, excuse me, which is what helped him to quickly obtain a double master's in marketing and international business along with the help of the Holy Ghost. The helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and make you remember all that I've told you, John 14, 26. Let's use the same skills to plant, those same skills to plan his life in which in which Riri was the main character. They were more than ready for a family. 
Les dreamed of being a dad, but after three years of trying to conceive, they discovered Les was infertile, which baffled the team of specialists they were seeing. His sperm count was normal, and he did not suffer from impotency. Needless to say, this was not part of their original plan. It was not their expectation at all. Ironically, Vorine discovered she was pregnant around the same time they had around the same time they um, had discovered that discovered that Les was infertile. So Riri and Les would agreed to adopt the, the twins once they were born. Here's a Tanya, not Tanya nugget. There are benefits in honoring our commitment to Christ. He promises to reward us for our faithfulness. In this lifetime, in this lifetime, not just in the sweet old by and by, he, act, he God, actively looks for worshipers, those who will be living letters, living letters as I described earlier. But back to our story, Riri and Les loved the fraternal twins, a girl and a boy. But Les was struggling with parenting his brother's children because it was not how he expected to become a father. It, it was not his expectation at all. Riri, on the other hand, had, com had a completely different perspective. Excuse me. <clears throat> she was convinced their con their con she was convinced their conception was part of God's permissive plan. And she believed that if they were faithful in raising the twins, that God would bless them to conceive. She, she tried to express these thoughts to Les, but he didn't see the gifts in the process. Or he didn't see the process at all, the gift in the process. They, they both had an expectation of what their family was going to be. And she was determined to see the materialization of that vision, even if it meant carrying the spiritual load herself. Riri could see the spirit of depression trying to choke the life out of her husband, but she refused to sit on the sidelines as a victim. She desperately reminded God of his promises of their faithfulness to him and their fine, their faithful stewardship, stewardship in their finances and in their times and in the gifts he blessed them with. Les walked in on her praying one day and thought for sure she was drunk because her actions were so strange. Mm, Riri was drunk. She was drunk in the spirit and, and oblivious to him even entering the room. At that moment, he became so convicted about his behavior that hot tears began to escape his eyes, ease down his cheeks in a slow, steady stream that formed pools on either side of his collar, the collar shirt that he wore. He realized that he didn't appreciate the two most important gifts he had been blessed with outside of Riri. His boy and girl twins. He repented for being so self-absorbed and hurt by his ex by the expectation that he had in his life. The tears grew hotter as they left his eyes at a greater speed, so fast that they bombarded his nasal cavity and began to escape from his nostrils. Before he knew it, he was on his knees, sobbing silently, just as Riri was.
have you ever put a, a lot of thought into purchasing a gift for someone? The purchase may or may not have been extravagantly expensive, but you looked high and low for it. And when you found it, you were so excited you could barely contain yourself. You wrap it or you get somebody to wrap it, find the perfect card, and make your presentation only for the person to be rather nonchalant about it. <laughs> it's not that they were rude, but all you got from them was a wimpy, thank you, I'll open it later when I get home. Really? <laughs> This isn't any old gift. This is something special. Something that you know they wanted because you did you did your research. You wait a week, a month, several months, and nothing. Not even a Facebook post. Would you feel some kind of way? While I will not insult God by pretending to understand his thoughts or his feelings. I am comfortable in making the following analogy in my sanctified imagination as I paint this picture for y'all. When we willfully neglect, ignore, complain, or abuse the gift or gifts, plural, that God has given us, I imagine that feeling is similar to when we put a tremendous amount of thought, effort, and resources into giving someone a gift they never bother to use. Or if they do, they use it inappropriately or have the audacity to abandon the gift. When we fail to meet God's expectation, he is grieved. Isaiah 63:10 in the English Standard Version says, "But they rebelled and grieved his holy spirit. Therefore, he turned to be their enemy and himself fought against them." Let me read it again cuz I hear some background noise. I'm going to ask you to please put your phone on mute. Isaiah, Isaiah 63.10, but they, the people of God, rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Therefore, he turned to be their enemy and himself fought against them. Acts 7.51 says in the English Standard Version, you stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did, so do you. We've spent the entire month talking about expectation in the vein of what we can expect from God. But, oh, my brother and my sister, little boys and little girls, if you're on this call, my question to you this morning is, what can God expect from you? 
Selah. A relationship with one party doing all or the majority of the giving, nurturing, loving, whatever it is, whatever it is, um, is out of balance. When we are out of balance, we can, we can fall, become ill, even die. You see, that's what happens when our body becomes riddled with disease. Somehow we are out of balance. It could be that we are there are um, uh, endocrones, your endocrones, or your your whatever it is. I can't think of the the medical jargon right now, but I know them. I I can hear them in my I can see them in my formulating. But whatever your body becomes, your your body may produce too much of one chemical. Somebody please mute your phone, brother, sister, whoever you are. Please mute your phone. This point is critical. Right, your body is producing too much of one chemical and not enough of another, and so your body becomes unstabilized. Your body becomes um, imbalanced, and it it introduces um, different illnesses or de deficiencies in the body, and um, we begin to experience dis-ease. The same thing can happen spiritually when we are spending too much time in carnal thoughts, carnal activities. We don't use that word too much anymore because, you know, it's too churchy, <laughs> but it's the word of God. Um, uh, they, they, they too deep talking about praying all the time, speaking in tongues and fasting and praying. Don't nobody got all that. God know my heart. He knows I love him, but I'm busy doing this, that, and the third. studying. I'm doing I'm I'm doing all that I can to survive. God knows my heart. Yes. He knows your heart and he knows that it's willfully deceitful. Our hearts are deceitful. It's our hearts that will get us to do things that we shouldn't do. It's our heart that will get us to justify things that we know are wicked, that we know are sin. So we justify it. God knows my heart. Yeah, he does which is exactly why we need to be fasting and praying and studying our word so that we don't fall victim to our hearts. And we don't begin to experience spiritual dis-ease, fall out of alignment with him, and lay aside or abandon our gifts. What can God expect from you? When we are out of balance, again, we can fall, become ill, even die. Maybe not naturally, but spiritually. Are you a dead man or woman walking? Selah. Do you cause God grief? Selah. First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians 5.19, the ESV version says, do not quench the spirit. Ephesians 4.30, 
says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. People of the Most High, God has expectations of his people, which includes you and me. Listen, God expected Moses to use his mouth to speak. He expected Deborah to judge and lead the men in victory. He expected King Saul to obey. He expected David to chase after him. He expected Solomon to use his wisdom to rule and build the most extravagant temple in the world where he, God, would reside. He expected Joseph to forgive, to position himself, to be elevated, to save his family and a nation. He expected Esther to lay aside fear so she could boldly go before the king to intercede on behalf of her people. He expected Peter to deny Christ so humility could position him to be the foundation of the new church. He expected Jesus to die so he could save the world because that was their plan all along. What is God's expectation of you? Have you buried your talent like the man who buried his and who was punished for it? I will close on this. I was afraid, so I went off and hid your money in the ground. Look. Here is what belongs to you. You bad and lazy servant, his master said. You knew, didn't you, that I reap harvest where I did not plant and gather crops where I did not scatter seed. Well then, you should have deposited my money in the bank and I would have received it all back with interest when I returned. Now take the money away from him and give it to the one who has 10,000 coins. For to every person who has something, even more will be given. And he will have more than enough. But the person who has nothing, even the little that he has, will be taken away from him. As for this useless servant, throw him outside in the darkness where he will cry and gnash his teeth. Father, we thank you for this word this morning. We thank you that it has gone out to accomplish your original intent. We thank you, Father, for your love for us. We thank you, Father, for the gifts and the talents that you've given every single person that is under the sound of my voice. We ask that you for, would forgive us, those of us that have taken those, that have abandoned those talents, those of us that have seen those talents as, as a burden or as a curse. We ask that you would forgive us and that, that you would help us, Lord Jesus, to, uh, to begin to dust them off and, and to restore that, that passion that you once gave us. So that we can be a body to the to be a, be a blessing to the body of Christ. We thank you for the furtherance of this love, life, and victory portion of the call, Father. That you'll help us to go deeper. That you'll help us to go wider. 
and that you'll take us higher. Ah, it's in the miraculous name of Jesus that we pray and give thanks. Amen. I know that was kind of deep today, but before we delve into um, um, unpacking what the Lord gave this morning, I want to invite those that called in late to um, take this time to go ahead and greet one another. You know, you know. Let me say this. Um, you know, I didn't realize. Um, and somebody, you, you, you might do a search for this scripture right, right quick. Um, it's over in the New Testament, and it talks about how that we should greet one another with a holy kiss. Um, that would be great if you could find it, and then um, once you find it, just let me know so you could read it. What we do, we don't, we don't, <laughs> we can't greet each other with a holy kiss in the morning. But we absolutely, for the past six plus years, have been greeting one another. It didn't even hit me, Dion, until just now. If you find that scripture, let me know. But uh, I also, again, want to open it up to you. If you called in late, didn't, didn't get a chance to say good morning, um, but I'd like to first open it up to the men. If you're a man on the call, sis, y'all can wait for a minute. Let's open it up to our, our men. If there are any bras on the call and you want to just say good morning, this is the time to do so. Good morning. This is Brother Will. Hey, Brother Will. Good morning to you. Hey, y'all, this is Brother Cedric on the line. Hey, Cedric. Good morning. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, sir. I was going to say good morning, uh, uh, Ms. Johnson, and I found the scripture. Amen. Amen, brother. Can you read it? Uh, 2 Corinthians 13, 2. I mean, 13 and 12. Uh, English standard says, greet one another with a holy kiss. It's also Thank 1 you. Corinthians 16, 22. Go ahead and read it, Barb. I'm there yet. 1 Corinthians 16, 20. Y'all bear with me this morning. I'm moving kind of slow. And this will be the Passion uh, Version. 1620. All of your fellow believers here in Ephesus send their greetings. Greet one another with a sacred kiss. Thank you, Barbara. Dion, did you have a different? Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. No, no. They got it. Go ahead. Okay. Somebody said it's also with Zach Rashonda. That is First Thessalonians, so Thessalonians 526. Uh-huh. Greet all God's people with a holy kiss. Yes. Yeah, so, so even though, again, we are not able to, we're not in um, in each other's space, and we can't kiss, kiss, greet each other with a kiss now anyway, because we'd be having masks on. But you know what I'm saying? We greet each. <laughs> I wanted to let y'all know that what we do is absolutely biblical. Okay. Any other men that want to say good morning before I turn it over to the sisters? All right. Um, one more thing. If there are any first-time callers, you didn't even get a chance to say good morning. Uh, we'd like to open the call to you just to say good morning. We'd love to um, love on you this morning. Now's the time. Hi. Good morning. My name is Nia. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Nia. Who invited you to the call? You did, Carla. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, we hope that you'll come back. 
We hope that you'll that you'll join us again. Um, and I just want to invite you to keep on coming back, honey. It, it gets gooder and gooder. Any other guests on? You're welcome. Any other guests on the call? Good morning, Tanya. It's Kenya. Nice to hear your voice again. Hey, Kenya. All right, it's a free for all, sisters. Go on and say good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good. This, this declaration. Loved it. Good morning, Mona. Thank you. Good morning, Tanya. Carla. Just wanted to say this was great decoration. Thank you, Carla. Thank you. You know, come on, Victoria. You know you my... Oh, go ahead, go ahead, sweetie, go ahead. I'm sorry. Good morning, Victory family. I'm greeting everybody with a kiss. Great decoration <laughs> from Mrs. Pam. Love y'all. I know. Amen. Good morning, Pam. I was going to say, Carla, you know my heart jumped. <laughs> when Mia said, my friend Carla invited me, oh, my heart jumped. <laughs> she coming, though. She coming. <laughs> Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning. This is Catherine. Oh, great decoration. Good morning, Catherine. Who Good else? morning, Tanya. This is Barbara. I greet hey, one Barbara. of the kiss of peace. All right. All right. Good morning, Good Tanya. Morning. This is Monica. <laughs> Go. I heard. I heard. Uh, I think Priscilla first, and then the person after. Go ahead, uh, Priscilla. I think it was. Yeah, it was me. It okay. was me. Tanya. Good morning, and um. Just, I fasted with you guys yesterday and got on the call for the first time, and I must have got on a little bit late, maybe like three, four minutes after, and I heard, I think it was Lakeisha praying. I, I want to say it was her praying, but anyway, I just want to say you that. You got it. You are, girl. You learning them songs, Yeah, she's wrong. She's a true enough victor now. She done learned it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's over. She's she not going to play. <laughs> Somebody else was trying to speak right after Priscilla. I think she started to say Monica. Yes, good morning. This is Monica. Hey, Great Monica. declaration. Good morning. Hey, Monica. Listen, listen. y'all notice? Y'all know Monica's been on the call for a while. Y'all know she say good morning every time now. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that was messy, huh? <laughs> y'all think y'all be hiding. We we be listening now. I need you to be clear. We be listening. Yes. <laughs> Welcome, Monica. Good morning, Mrs. Tanya. Tanya. Hey, girl. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> good morning, hey, good morning. This is this is audacious Arlita. <laughs> Come on, audacious. Come on, Arlita. <laughs> All right now. Come on. <laughs> good morning. This is Kiki. Kiki. Hi, Kiki. Hi. <laughs> That's my Kiki. <laughs> Wait, did, did I hear my niece a few minutes ago? Did I hear Nakia or am I tripping? I thought I did. You probably did. Might, you know your ears. I did. She, she probably at work. Oh, okay. I love you, little girl. Little girl. Hey, middle, middle. 
<laughs> Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning. I heard two people. Um, uh, the, was that Sanajay? Natasha was one of them saying good morning. It's nice to hear the laughter and the smile. Good morning, Natasha. Good morning. Who was that other good morning. person? Good morning. This good is Nisi. Nisi. Oh, Nisi. Nala Nisi. Is this Nala, the, the roaring lion Nisi? That's what I want to know. Okay, maybe it's a different Nisi. Okay. And somebody else, I cut you off. Who else was that? Elsie. Good morning. This is Jeff G. I know um you might be out of order. Please forgive me because I had a lot of background noise when you made made way for the men. Um, but I I have a question I need somebody to explain to me because I've heard that scripture before and part of my ignorance on this, if I'm the only one that don't know, I'm okay with that because I want to know. What exactly is a holy kiss? Okay, we will get to we will absolutely get to that in just a minute, just to hold that thought and and you know I appreciate okay. your humility. We absolutely get to that. Um, that was Elsie. I heard Elsie. I'm sorry. I thought you said Nisi. Thank you for clarifying, Elsie. Good morning to you, sweetie. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Rochelle. Rochelle. <laughs> Go ahead, Rochelle. Okay, sorry. Go. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I. I just want to say good morning. I also found that scripture in Romans sixteen sixteen um, as well. Oh, let me hear it. Yeah. It says, um, oh, my eyes trying to deceive me. Hold on one second. It says, salute one another with an holy kiss. The churches of Christ salute you. Okay. And I was just going to say with the intent of sincerity and greeting. Yeah, thank you. And we go after the, just G, um, please remind me again before we finish the greetings. Um, was that Krishanda? I don't know. Somebody else was trying to greet at the that same time. That was Krishanda. I said okay. good morning and blessings to you. Enjoy your declaration. Thank you. Amen. Is that it, y'all? Good morning, family. It's Dondria. Awesome declaration. Hey, Dondria. Love you all. Thank you. Love you, too. Good morning. This is Good Swanita. Morning. This is Leisha. I heard Swanita, Swanita, I believe, and then Leisha. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Anybody else? All right. So to Just G's question, what is a holy kiss? Um, Rochelle started on it. Uh, a kiss of sincerity. You know, like um, there are there are um, certain certain customs in certain countries. I believe um, I know in some Middle Eastern countries, um, when they greet you, um, it is not with a handshake. It is with a kiss um, on both with, with a simulated kiss on both sides of the cheek. You, if you, if you, I'm sure you've seen this in a movie or something. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some. I want to say um, European. There's another European country that does it as well. So right, that's their that's their way of greeting with uh with a with a kiss. Um in the body of Christ, um, I'm glad that the scripture made it uh, clear, uh, a holy kiss kiss or salute your brother with a kiss. It's not one that is passionate. 
you know, when we think of kissing, we think of kissing on the lips, we think of tongue kissing. I'm just keeping one on it. We, that's not the type mm-hmm. of kiss that that God is that the scripture is referring to. It is a um, meant to be one of um, sincerity. Um, it's affection, but it's not the type of infection of affection that is lustful. It is, oh my God, so glad to see you and and a kiss. We don't do that as Westerners. That it's not part of our culture. Um, they in some churches they do, but you know if your if your heart is willfully and wickedly deceitful, you're gonna take it to another level and use that as. You know, we had a person in our church many many years ago who would always find a way to kiss the sisters. This is a married man find a way to kiss the sisters, and it became a problem. <laughs> and pops was like, "Hey, bro, check this out. That's not the move." <laughs> Okay, just G, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh like that. Did that make sense? Did that help you? Yeah, it does. Um, and I wasn't thinking of it as a like a passionate kiss. I, but the first thing that whipped in my mind is the um double cheek kiss. But I also mm-hmm. know that in some cultures, especially in Italian, whereas um, and this is mostly in the mafia world, double kiss is a death sentence. It's mm. a, it's putting a green light on somebody's life. So I was kind of mm. um, wanting to know how to to differentiate that. I know in the church setting, and, and not just the building church, but the spiritual setting, double kiss. I, well, I don't know it. I guess, I guess I'm knowing it now. At the way you explain it, that could be um, what's considered a holy kiss. But what, what my familiarization on it is, double cheek kiss is a death sentence. It's putting, right. like I said, putting a green light on someone. But the right. main yeah. thing about the holy kiss is it's a non-sexual kiss. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got that part. He got that part clear. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me, let me, let me add this to it, Justy. Um, mm-hmm. The enemy is a copycat. He is not an original right. anything, right? Right. And so what God, okay. what so what we have over here in the body of Christ, the holy kiss. He done turned around mm-hmm. and and perverted it and made it kiss of gotcha. death. You know, in some gotcha. you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. yeah. This old dirty dog. You know, really. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's that. I got you. Okay, I appreciate. It. I'm going Thank back you on you. You, no problem, uh-huh. no problem. Listen, you guys, we got a lot to discuss. We had a, a maybe, or maybe y'all are shell shocked. I don't know. Uh, let me just tell the new people that are not used to. Listen, we've had some stories on this call. Like that was nothing compared to some of the mm-hmm. some of the stories that we. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's absolutely it's a quirk call. You story know, Yes, listen, you know why? Sometimes we need the picture painted. The word of God, we can never nullify the word of God. It's powerful, right? But for some, sometimes for some of us to get it, we need pictures painted on broad canvases full of all kind of color to make that thing alive. Right. We, we, we know that we talk. See, so what, what we do is um, the enemy is very, very clever. He may not be an originator of anything, but he's very clever and cunning. And so what he'll do is for, for words like fornication, you know, we'll use words like, well, you know, I slipped. I fell. You ain't you what? You ain't slipped and you ain't fell. You know, you thought about that thing for a minute, even if it was five minutes. You thought about it. And in some cases, we premeditated. Now, now, I'm not judging anybody. What I'm doing is I'm exposing the enemy for who he is. Or maybe it's not fornication, but it, maybe, if it is, maybe it is that you were plotting 
on how you could steal, how you can embezzle this money from the church or from from your job because they trust you with the finances. And and you you you've been tempted with it, but you you know you know nah, I'm not gonna do it. And then before you know it, you took a little five dollars and you paid it back. Then you took a little twenty dollars and you you paid it right back. You know you justified it with you know they ain't gave me a raise in a while anyway. I deserve this money. All of what I do for this company, whoop 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 whoop, right? And before you know it, you find yourself taking money, justifying your theft. That's because the enemy is cunning, right? And so, so when I, when, so, so when we take, when we look at things, sin is what it is. It's nasty. It's dirty. It's filthy. It stinks in God's nostrils, but He still loves us, right? And so, it's important for us not to try to camouflage sin for what it is. Don't give it a nice, cute little name. As long as you give it that un, as long as you give it that uh, good, good old. Um, good old meaning, what it was, and you'll be uncomfortable saying it. You, if we give it cute little nice, neat names, you know, we'll feel, you know, we won't feel as convicted behind it. But anyway, I don't want to just focus on the sin. The thought, the whole thing about the call was the expectation that God has of us, right? Um, and and the expectation is justly is justified. He gave us gifts. I believe from from birth. I I believe that I believe that they are um, given to us, assigned to us before birth. Excuse me, not at birth, before birth, because he he knows us even before. According to Jeremiah one and like whatever the first chapter of Jeremiah, the first few voices talk verses and talks about how we were. He knew us even before we were formed in our mother's belly. So if he knew us before we were formed in our mother's belly, surely we existed somewhere, not as a tree or as a plant or a ladybug. That, not karma, not that. I'm saying we existed, and I don't know that we exist. I don't know that we existed in some kind of human form. Maybe we just existed in his mind, or maybe we existed in spirit form. I don't know. I don't know that part. I just know what the, that portion of the word reveals to us. And so I believe in my head, in my sanctified imagination, I see us, you know, when it's time for us to be born, <laughs> I see us giving instructions. I see him having a whole conversation with us, and the conversation is the instruction that he pours into us. That's what I see in my sanctified imagination. And then we go however it happens, and we, we, are, we are conceived, and um, while we're conceived, we are, you know, we're formed, fully formed, and all that other kind of stuff, and we come out fully equipped which is why our babies have certain tendencies. If you look at it, they have certain personalities. That's not a mistake. And there are some things that we learn because of the environment we're in, but we are wired the way we're wired. I don't want to keep going. I want, like, somebody, do you have questions? on? The, or do you have, you need clarity on anything? Are you struggling with identifying what your gift is? And then maybe I will go back and ask those questions that I asked you during the declaration after which we had a Selah moment each time. I, met, I know it made y'all uncomfortable. Anybody, anybody? This is Elsie. I'm one of the ones trying to struggle and find out what my gifts are. Okay. Um, well, generally speaking, this is how this is how I was able to identify mine. It's that thing that you do naturally. You haven't had, 
make you, you haven't had any real formal training on it. Um, you know, it's just it's natural. It's that thing that um, often maybe your friends or coworkers ask you to do, and you do it effortlessly. It could be something as I won't call this simple, but it could be combing hair. You've been combing hair ever since you was a little bit, ever since you were a little bit. Rebonda is a perfect example. One of her gifts is one of her talents. It is styling hair, and you might think that sounds kind of shallow, shallow. But a woman's hair is her glory. It's something about it when a woman is feeling down, or at least for me, I can't speak for every woman. If I'm feeling down or going through some stuff, I go to the shop and get my hair done. I feel like I'm on top of the world. Don't let me go get my nails and my toes done. You know, and my eyebrows. Don't, you know, like I feel so good about myself. And she, I don't have to tell her. I just might say, hey, I want to do curly today or straight today. That's it. She's gifted to do it. I think what happens is because our gifts are so familiar to us that we dismiss it because it's something that we always do. So what I'm going to ask you to do, Elsie, is to, after this call, and, you know, just start to think about what is that. Um, And so once you identify what that gift is, what that talent is, how do you use that for the kingdom? Like how do you, or, or, or is it just for marketplace ministry? right? Um, to start to think about, and you want to think about how you can cultivate it. How can you, how can you make, how can you improve on the gift that you have? So that's, that's a starting point for you, Elsie, and I hope that helps. Anybody yeah. else? Okay. Thank you, sweetie. Um, who, who was that? Um, this is Rochelle. I just, there's a handy tool I can also send, um, rating her gifts to there's a definition of what they are and rating them to see um, what her strongest point is that I mean that's also a tool a resource tool for as well okay okay maybe you you know what there might be other people maybe that if you're I'm sure you're in the victory room that would be great for you Rochelle if you would post that in the victory room because you know just out of curiosity people might want to take it and again it's an assessment (laughs) if you're doing something a little bit different or completely different from what the assessment says, it's okay. It doesn't mean you have to change. It's an assessment tool to help you. Thank you, Rochelle. You're welcome. I'm waiting for you to use your gift so we can hear you on the declaration one day soon. But anyway, um, anybody else? Clown, clown, clown. Don't stop, won't stop. Anybody else? Good morning, it's Nikisha. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Great decoration. Oh, yeah, and it's the endocrine system that you were trying to... Yes. Yes, thank you. Oh, wow. Uh, There was so much that was said, but what really got me is when the two were supposed to get together on a spiritual level and it wound up being Mm -hmm. lustful, that just really just really got to me because it doesn't even necessarily have to be a sexual lust. It could be different types of things that we're supposed to do and it gets perverted because we're in our flesh and not in the spirit and the Selah moments were really needed. So thank you for that. And um, great declaration on this morning. Thank you, Nurturing. Um, You know, that part that you just brought up, is really, really key. Um, 
we are assigned, we, we, we receive assignments all the time. We're supposed to, right? Um, and so um, in those assignments, I've seen, I've seen people um, end up marrying their assignment. And the assignment was not for them to get married. The assignment was that they were, whatever it was, it was and they, they, they realized it themselves. I wouldn't have known, but they admitted themselves. I realized later it was an assignment. It was a mistake. I took it for something else. And sometimes that happens. We can take an assignment. We can pervert an assignment. Generally speaking, an assignment is going to have an expiration date. Sometimes the assignments are short. Um, some are intermediate and some are, are very long, right? But, but we have to be careful that we don't, especially if you are somebody that wants to be married or whatever, because God doesn't, now I know we do this in the church, the brothers help the brothers and the sisters help the sisters to, but that's not, that's not always the case. Some, there are men that God has assigned me to. And, and there were a lot of men at one time when I ran, um, a vocational training program. I was assigned to every man that came through that door and successful, well, every man that came through that door. And it, it was many, there were many of them that are successful today, that are in business for themselves, that are, that are m making more than a living wage. They make enough money. Like it's, it's a couple of them that make six figures now, driving for Muni, doing very, very well, or have their own businesses. Anyway, um, oh, <laughs> what you talking about, girl? It ain't me, it's the Holy Ghost. You probably need to say something. You ready? Well, I'll open the door for you right now. The the red carpet has been rolled out for you. Go on and speak. Get it out. You gonna stay muted? Okay. Well, I'll go ahead. Know. I'll go ahead and acknowledge that I did marry my assignment, my second husband. So I'll let the door in for whoever just was texting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm not gonna force you though. You let the let the go on. And, I'm, it ain't my fault though. It ain't my fault. I'm dating my okay. assignment. <laughs> you're dating. You're date. Who is this? Elsie. Elsie, you're dating your assignment. Okay. All right. You, I just want to say choice. Hallelujah, Holy Ghost. That's it. Uh, that's all you are gonna say, Dondre? Okay. That's Elsie, it. be careful. Mm-hmm. Elsie, be careful. Be careful. Elsie, be careful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Be careful. If you know it's an assignment, get it together. Put that thing in balance. Right? Put that thing in balance and um, recalibrate and ask God. <laughs> be sure that it's God. Should you move forward or not? Because maybe he'll give the assignment to somebody else. But you definitely don't want to end up in a relationship um, with, with, with an assignment for a task. Now, I was assigned to my husband. I was assigned, he, we were assigned to each other. That's a little bit different from what I'm talking about. Assignment for a, pra a, for a project. Okay. Okay, it's okay, babe. It's okay. It, the time will come. Anybody else? Anybody else? On that assignment piece, I hope that made sense to you. I hope you get it. Um, and um, again, don't beat yourself up about stuff. What, what's done is done. You can't, you, you can't undo it. Um, and it, it, it just like it didn't catch God off guard in the case of uh, Vinny and Laureen, you, you aren't either. Anybody else have anything? A question? A comment? 
Hey, Tam. This is Gloria. Hey. Hey, Gloria. Hey. Hey, so I, I appreciate um, your declaration and to be able to see that I did, I, I ended up marrying an assignment or my assignment, but I bless God for that he doesn't take anything, everything that happens, and even in your, your um, in the story that God gave us this morning, he lets nothing go to waste. And so I, I just thank God for him redeeming some of the messes that, that I've made. So I, I just, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I, I've repented of, of marrying that assignment and getting in all that trouble and it taking more years than I would have ever imagined for God to get me straightened out of that mess. But I thank God for just understanding now and being able to see how his hand was at work and to be able to use what God, how God, how I've made a mess, but God fixed it in order to help encourage somebody else to pay attention to what God is doing as opposed to what you're feeling. Wow, that's 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 deep, um, Gloria, because so many this I don't know, I, I personally have not heard a topic about um and maybe 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 it's just not coming to light, but I don't remember having a topic or a discussion about how we can end up in relationships with our assignments. And, and they probably said it, maybe they just didn't use it in that term, but it happens, I believe, more frequently than people will admit. And again, it's not just marrying, it's getting into relationships with maybe business relationships or other partnerships <clears throat> or even, uh, you know, uh, and being in those relationships or whatever longer than we need to, not even knowing how to Here's another thing that can be difficult if we if we got, get caught up in it. It's learning when the assignment is over, and not taking it personally. That that part, even for me, realizing when it's when an assignment is over, it's you got to part ways. And generally, what happens is, listen to this: if you stay in the assignment too long, it starts to sour. It, it, it starts to go bad. It starts to, it starts to spoil. And so what happens is the relationship, begin, the relationship begins to kind of get off. The relationship begins to change. The dynamic begins to change. And you guys begin to start, you know, y'all be, for some reason, you start to feel some kind of way. It's, and a, a lot of times what has happened is you've ignored the voice of the Holy Spirit to say, the assignment is over. You need to you need to move on now. And nobody has really taught us how to move on when the assignment is over. I'll never forget. Um, this is this is true. Um, someone was assigned to my life, to me and Carl, and they were assigned to be a financial blessing to us. And you know, we really, as you know, as three people, like we, it was really on point. Um, it was a re very respectful relationship, or whatever. And several times, God used her to be a blessing to us financially. And after a while, you know, after a while, though, I started to feel like mm, something is happening. It wasn't that she was getting on my nerves. It's just that I didn't feel the same pull, for lack of a better word, um, or um, Oh, what other word could I use? The kindred spirit, it just, it was starting to dissipate. And I was like, what is going on? And and at some point I realized, oh my God, the assignment is over. 
what do I do about this, God? And he said, have a conversation with her and let her know. And so I think we met in person or we may have even talked over the phone. And I said, sis, it's nothing personal, but I feel the assignment is over. And she got it. Now, we are still friends today, but we are not like we were when we were assigned to each other. Because I was assigned to her and she was assigned to me. That was the trick. There were certain things that I needed to get to her and there were certain things that she needed to get to, to me. Um, and it just worked. And so <clears throat> we, respect, we respected the process, even the process of separation. And so learning how to do that without taking things personally, and it's only the Holy Spirit taught me that. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for bringing that to my attention. Amen, amen, Anybody? amen. I just want to say that um, thank you for opening the door and thank you for um, Declare Victory has been my assignment. You guys came into my life when I was circling the drain. I married my assignment. Um, I'm just going to own that. And um, even through the process, I've learned so much and I've grown so much. And I know there's so much more that God has on my on my life, as I, even as I continue to go through the process. So I love you guys so much. When I say that, I mean it. Well, bless you. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Dondria. God bless you. Keep going. Keep going. Love you so Thank much. You. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I... Yes? Yeah, this is Nia. I was going to say, I, I appreciate the conversation. Um, I'm, like, really young in Christ, so I'm still learning how to navigate, like, when the Holy Ghost speaks to me. And so this is just confirmation for me because I left my relationship um, almost, two, almost a year, almost a year and a half ago. And it was because the Holy Ghost came to me and told me that, you know, basically, if I don't leave him, then he can't convict him. And I was really in turmoil about that because everything surfaced really well, but he struggled with the violent addiction that um, God was like, I, I would never put you in a situation like that. And so that was really hard for me to um, to walk in, but I'm I'm grateful for the clarification because I, I, I feel so with not knowing why that had to happen. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's thank you for your transparency. And I think that's part of the problem is that we we begin to ask God why. Um and we allow our emotions to you know um distract us. Regardless to what type of relationship it was, we what to excuse me, regardless to what type of assignment it was, we we again we start to ask why and get distracted. Well, the why is because this was an assignment and the assignment is over. And the assignment could be over because the person got it. The, per- the assignment could be over because the person is being stubborn and bullheaded and still not, even though God is giving them the tools that they need, <clears throat> excuse me, in order to be better equipped, they're not, they're not, um, am I, am I, <laughs> they're not, oh, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> They're not, um, they're not heeding the voice of God. Um, and, and so, and so then God pulls, God pulls, 
Y'all remember that scripture that I read about how God will become your enemy? Listen, that that's not a that's not makeup stuff. That's for real stuff. <laughs> he does love us, but you keep on you keep on playing with him. You, Dion would say, you'll see. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't know I was going to you. Because there, there, you talking about oh. something about your own self? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of assignment with something other than assignment. And then I was like, hey, you played me, Jesus. <laughs> somebody, somebody else made a comment. Who was that? Natasha, my, my heart is oh. racing right now. I, I I didn't realize I was still on, I was off mute when I laughed, but um, yeah, I. <laughs> whoo, <I>, oh. <laughs> you, so, you ain't gotta have no words. We understand. <laughs> oh, oh, I found it. I found it. Oh, go on, Natasha. You want to? You want to say something? Go no, on. I. I mm-mm. Go. Um, you just laugh. A lot of seats right now. Okay, yeah, say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me read this and listen this is not see here's here's where remember when i talked about balance and how important it is there's balance even in god's relationship with us and his expectation from us right so let me let me read it again so we clear write this one down isaiah 63:10 but they rebelled i'm going to put a comma right there God doesn't just become our enemy just for, I don't like what she's wearing today. I'm sick of her. <laughs> uh-uh. And I would imagine, well, when we look at the children of Israel, that whole history of how they loved him, then they didn't. 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 You could make a whole song about that. And God still extended his hand, even though he made a promise to Abraham that those were those stiff-necked. Listen, he almost... <laughs> Uh, if it would have been modern day English, he probably would have used some words that would have been, oh, God, really? Anyway, but they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Therefore, he turned to be their enemy and himself fought against them. If This is not just about being a goodie. This is not about being a perfect, sinless person. That's impossible. That's an impossible model. Because given the right set of circumstances, we are all subject to sin. So that's not what this is. This is about being obedient and giving God your very best. And even in giving God your very best, you are probably going to blow it. That's a four-letter word that I would like you to be okay with. Not to accept it as your norm, but be okay with that from time to time, I may blow it. You know why? You're human. But the Bible says if we confess our sins, be faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is not a license for you to willfully blow it and say, I can repent. Now you're going to return into a, going to turn into a rebel. And use God almost as if, almost like Boreen was using abortion for birth control. I know it's graphic, but I want I want it that for shock value. 
you cannot, it's not okay for us. It's one thing if you get caught off guard. It's one thing if you, you know, you blow it that way. It's another thing if you willfully, intentionally sin on a premeditated basis. Even in that, God, even in that, God still loves us. But there's, there's, there comes a point in time, and I don't know when that point in time is, that our rebellion gets on God's nerves so much because you've grieved him, saddened him so much that he's done, and you become his enemy. And, and it seems off base for such a loving God, but listen. The Bible also says God will not strive with man always. He's not going to keep on begging you and pleading you to love him and accept his son. He's not, he not going to keep on doing it. At some point, he's going to be, listen, I'm done. Listen, if you, if you like it, I love it. You go on and have at it. <laughs> if you go on and knock yourself out, I'm done. Listen to this last one. And the Bible says he will laugh at our calamity. That's only after we've rebelled to the degree that he's done. I believe that this time, this period, for the entire world to be shut down, is a, we've said it in many, many ways, many times, but it's an extension of God's love to allow us to recalibrate, to get it together. And to and to be and to be in, and to line up with our assignments, the variety of assignments, the assignments that we have, right? And, and get this thing together. <clears throat> He's coming back. There's, there was two scriptures that stood out to me that you were talking. Um, um, make no provision for the flesh and put on the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you continue to do that, and then also that we, when we continue to do that, we turn His grace into disgrace. Mm, yes. Yes. Yeah, that saddens God. That that saddens the Holy Spirit. That's not that's not his expectation. So call me churchy all you want to. I don't care. I'm I my my <laughs> my goal is to make it to heaven. My goal is to please my daddy, who is my source. And people can call me over the top. I don't care. I really, honestly, I do not care. I want to be found right. I don't want to be. A, an, I, I don't want to be a stumbling block to anybody. That don't mean that I don't blow it. I do. Sometimes I get my feelings hurt. Sometimes I. But that's self-inflicted. If I allow my feelings to be hurt, sometimes I procrastinate. Sometimes I blow it. I am not by any means perfect. I love God and I love his people and I want to see us win. Listen, I want a whole section in heaven that's reserved for the victors. <laughs> okay, anybody else? I don't I don't want to beat a dead horse, but if there's something else, I want to give you time to share. Yeah, okay, I want to give two more cents. I'm sorry, this is Rochelle. And I'm a, don't say nothing, Kane. Just let me say what I got to say. Um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I honestly I couldn't get it off me, but what I want to say is, first of all, we don't look at anything directly as an assignment. First of all, commit your heart unto God 
and and he will uh, and commit your way unto him, um, which will allow you a lot of uh, reserve and keep you away from a lot of heartache and anguish on if the outcome or the expectation is not what you thought it was going to be because you're stepping in there thinking that that's your assignment and that's what you're doing. But if you're not directed by the Holy Spirit, the path is not going to be complete anyway. Say la right there. Say la. Say la. Quick question. Thank you, Rochelle. Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry, I forgot I was interrupting the Selah moment. I'm so sorry, just kind of blurted out. <laughs> this is Priscilla. Um, Isaiah 63:10. Okay, so I know, and uh, let me just say this before. Clear victory, I love it. You guys go deep. I love this. This is, a, it, it's so good, so rich, because you're clearing up a lot of things um, for me. But, um, Isaiah 63.10, Old Testament. I know God's the same God today, yesterday, today, and forevermore. But I'm just thinking about all the teachings that are I've heard over the years that are coming through my head. I know that we're under the new covenant. Not that I'm dismissing the old covenant at all. But I've. it kind of seems like the messaging that I hear sometimes is that people dismiss the Old Testament and say we're under the New Testament. So you need to find it the same uh, the same word in the New Testament. Am I making sense? So when I talk about I'm sorry. So when I look at sixty three ten, that's where, you know, some of my old messaging that could be bad or old teachings that probably are bad come up because I've heard that, you know, we're, it's the, the covenant of grace and mercy. It's not the covenant of the law. We couldn't fulfill the law. And that's why the God gave us grace and mercy. Um, and it seems when I hear that, even though it doesn't settle with me well, people are dismissing the Old Testament. When it's a foreshadow to the New Testament, so why would you dismiss it? It doesn't make sense to me. But it's just a question I thought I would throw out there, and hoping someone can help me um, bridge that, you know, that that gap or that confusion I have. That, okay. Anyway, I think I understand what you mean, and you hit the nail on the head. The old and Dion, you can jump in um, if you'd like. But the Old Testament is a foreshadow of the New Testament. So it was, the, it was, it was, it was a preview almost just in different form. We cannot, we cannot, we cannot completely dismiss. So the Bible was written for our learning. It didn't say the New Testament was written for our learning. It says that the Bible is written for our learning. And so when we think about grace, um, the, the, my interpretation is, is that we no longer have to sacrifice animals and so on and so forth in order to get atonement. You, you weren't even really forgiven. It was just like to atone for your sins, right? And so, to, so today we, we are saved by grace. However, that doesn't dismiss um, some of the, um, uh, the, the teachings from the Old Testament. We're not supposed to dismiss it. 
And how convenient for it, how convenient for me if I want to, if I'm looking for an out, if I'm looking for a justification to do something, um, maybe it is to, maybe it has nothing to do with sex. Maybe it is a, a justification to manipulate people and to, and to, and to pimp them in, in, in the church. When I say pimp them in the church, it is to traffic their spiritual gifts. Maybe it's that because I'm a devious person on, on, really in my heart, right? Right. And right. so, and so, <clears throat> so I find ways to make people feel subjected to me and usurp my authority. That's not, that's not the intent of the word of God for me to, to then justify my slick dealings to usurp and to, to get people to, you know, to get people to do things that I want them to do. Like, right. So I cover it up and I make it nice and neat when when that's never what the intention was i think i hope i made sense with what i just said if that's not no, clear you, you Dion, you want to oh, okay okay um any anyone else all right i guess i'm gonna hey, give y'all hey. some time oh, oh oh no i was i was just gonna say this just for um for, uh for priscilla so two things there, they were two totally distant, two totally different dispensations. One law, one grace, one precursor to paint a picture of what life was like, what uh, well, what religion or custom was without grace, without a savior, right? So, so sin is really our barometer. Right. Sin is really our barometer. We know that all it does is separate us from God. And so I think that lots of the Old Testament gives you um, standard living. It, it's for because some people have or need the Old Te Testament uh, disciplines, honestly. Right. Depending on what you've been delivered from, some of the Old Testament practices, even stuff like um, being a vegetarian, that's that's like good health. That's good, healthy living. Some of the standards, um, they're, they're good for life. And so we don't discard it all. Right. But of course, th there are certain measures we don't take. We don't stone people anymore. Uh, cows are not liquidity anymore. Right. So it was for that time period without a savior. That's all. But I, I believe that not only does it still stand, it's still applicable in many cases. Um, but you have to know the the uh, you have to know the history of the text and you have to have it in proper context. If that makes sense. And it, it teaches us what it looks like when God is on our side and when God's hand is removed as well. Right. So I don't I don't think any of it is to be discarded. I think that you have to use wisdom and ask for revelation as you read and apply it. That's all. Mm, amen. Good stuff. <laughs> amen. Okay, Tan, you can you can go on and uh wrap us up. Okay. All right, y'all. We're gonna go ahead and give you a few minutes back. Um and um, encourage you to dig deep. <clears throat> Use some time today to spend with the Lord, asking him about um, clarifying your gifts. If you're not, and if you are clear, um, asking him to, um, 
to continue to help you to keep your eyes open so that you can recognize the assignments, you can recognize the expiration dates, and when the expiration dates come, that you don't take things personally. You know, as human beings, um, again, we are emotional beings, some of us more than others, and so we don't want to take things personally, understanding that we have a work to do. God uses our hands and our feet, even our mouths, um, um, as his vessels. And so we just are um, thankful that, that we can be in a position to ensure that God's expectation of us, that he, in his expectation of us, he is not disappointed. I want to encourage you to keep going. I want to encourage you, even if, if you're a new caller today and this is your very first time or maybe your second or third, I want to encourage you to keep calling. Um, I want to encourage you to, for those of you that are seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit, this is the absolute place. We had a whole, listen, I'm so excited about our Lisa Renee. I cannot get that girl out my mind. Oh my God, that was amazing um, on yesterday. So anyway, y'all be encouraged. Have a great day today. Be safe if you're going out today to, you know, your essential worker or, or you got to go to the store to get some essential food. Y'all be careful. Make sure that you um, do your due diligence. Um, I believe they're starting to find people as of yesterday if you do not have your face covering. I know I had to go out yesterday um, to a couple of different places. The bank had a sign that said you cannot enter the bank without a, sign, without a mask. The grocery stores, um, Walmart, uh, uh, like it's, it's for real, right? Which makes me wonder, hmm, if it's transmitted by droplets, hmm, why y'all telling us now to cover our faces and have a mask on at all times? Maybe there's a little bit more to it. We don't know, but I know this. Psalms 91. Mm. All right, y'all, I got to go. I'm going to need some water. <laughs> love y'all. Have a great day. See you back here love tomorrow. You. Thank you. Bye. 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 Have a good day. Be blessed, everyone. Have a good day. Good day.